nobody is charging you. Or we should start doing that so that you can appreciate the <laughs> what the Lord has been doing for you. I know, I know, I know I have been places, so you can't give a testimony just like that. What is the sign of the goodness that you are, you are talking about? <laughs> what has the Lord done for you? It's not to scare you away, though. <laughs> anyway, pleasure is with me. Oh 
concerning the purposes of God, the intentions of God. And we link it up with the callings of God. We came to a realization that the reason why all things were made was not just the mere pleasure of the Aina, but the purpose of it all is to reveal who the designer is. All things were made to give indication of who the designer is. So even in creation, in everything that we see, the things that we do not see. The whole purpose of it is to reveal Him. And all these things which were meant to reveal Him, they were made according to their own kind and they had inherent abilities to produce their own kind 
discovered that man came in the picture and he was a great delight to the Lord because even though all other things were made to please the Lord all other things were made for the Lord's delight he pleasures in them he took so much delight in man because there was something of him that was resident in man so man was made in the order of the God kind so let us make man in our own image and after our likeness and let him have dominion he blessed them that they should multiply and be fruitful they should subdue the end when it came various elements present and every possible being and creature within these elements scripture makes us know that man was made Lord or man was a priest or a custodian of all of these things so our lives is meant to reveal the purpose of God so one thing that we can do is that all the days of his life what he should meditate on is his place in the purpose of God and what is this purpose of God is to reveal him is to reveal him sometimes this seems to be a very difficult process because we find ourselves here so much burdens so many problems all over us and man is likely to forget his potential hallelujah and that we can testify sometimes the kind of atmosphere a child grows in really matters because we have discovered that there are very, very bright children even in the poorest of societies you know that right yeah when you look at your your iqs you realize that your capacity is so huge but then what happened is that they found themselves in an atmosphere that was not fortunate enough to nurture the kind of brilliance intelligence that should have emerged out of them so you realize that a change of the atmosphere of such a person will begin to bring out a certain level of brightness intelligence i don't know what i can relate there are some people when, when i look at their bag they might not have gone to the best of schools and all that but everywhere they get to they are outstanding i don't know whether you've seen that than before they might have the best of privileges but everywhere they step they become what unique so 
this is a similar thing that is happening but on a greater extent and on a more serious note very subtle such that we cannot really appreciate so in every man lies the god abilities in every man lies all this potential because god made us in his order do you understand he said let us make man but not everybody will agree with what i'm saying uh, because it depends on your depth of revelation it depends on the spirit by which you you'd be wondering ah so i say that god made all of us great the one who knows he was made great will rise to greatness you get it so that's why knowledge liberates a lot the knowledge of the holy one it actually delivers you into god's own inheritance which he has set aside for his consecrated people just like how all are called but not many respond not many of us respond so in dealing with the purposes of god we came to understand that there are certain traits that a man should possess and these traits easily come by ways of what impartations and it can come by ways of how do i call it passed on i'm talking about for instance how you can have for instance uh, we have pastor caleb here he never used to play drum he never used to play drum but one day we saw that he tried something and then we saw that there is a potential and now he's he's a good drummer yeah with these kind of drums in this order of excellence <laughs> I'm saying is so that those who are not here, they, they will know I'm speaking of good drums. <laughs> In this order of excellence, he could play. What about higher orders of excellence? There's a drum that only him can play. <laughs> and, and play to this level of excellence. I mean, last week when he was not here, it was a, it was a difficulty. <laughs> Someone who knows how to play better than him couldn't handle it. <laughs> so we saw that in the life of Timothy, Paul reminded him of his grandmother. He reminded him of his what? Mother. And he said, I am convinced that this same faith or he described as unfeign faith or this trait of or the fruit this love this character of the spirit i am convinced that it's also in you why because you were raised up by by your mother mother was raised up by someone of good character so it was a very very good trait no wonder 
in his state as a young man he could be considered as one that could teach teach even the elderly in a highly respectable manner he could be a pastor of of numerous people i mean there are there are different kinds of people in the church big small and rich poor very old like all sort of categories of people then paul speaks of another trait that he is putting him into remembrance of that allow the strength of yours to become dominant hallelujah in other words allow this particular trait to express itself is it and and you know this is spirituality you get it this is spirituality this is not physical science where sometimes you are not sure it's a probability we are not sure maybe your mother is as as and uh, we will calculate and we say that okay maybe you have you have some chance of and you realize that all the children are born and all of them are yes it himself how like we already know we've studied we've calculated that they know okay well, you you it's, it's possible you might be safe maybe one or two these things it seems that you have no charge over this one but then this is the spiritual that controls the physical so now he's saying that there is a god kind of impartation that was given to you and as an individual or as a child of god there is something that you can do so that whatever god has imparted into you or whatever you have received from the fathers you can have a full expression of it so this one you are given a chance to either what express it or suppress it it's not like the other ones oh all our families we are sick people that looks like you cannot do anything about it except by intense prayers and this one this one you have a role hallelujah and you can determine how fast it should be so the atmosphere is really matter the atmosphere is really matter. Tell him about that. The atmosphere matters a lot. Tell the person I'm not talking about atmosphere. I'm not talking about the clouds. I'm not talking about the stratosphere. I understand. But mention them. But I mention some things right now. Yeah. The atmosphere really matters. Even with physical abnormalities and some of the problems, the genetic problems that we see, people have even mastered their way of managing such situations such that they can be able to live longer to serve their generation, to serve their parents.
your spiritual health is very, very important as a child of God. Your spiritual health. Many of us are starving our gifts. Many of us, we are starving our gifts. Why? Because we are not feeding our gifts. We are not stirring up our gifts. It's just like you giving a child maybe a toy play, a toy, how do I call it? This aeroplane without the battery. It has all the abilities, but it, it won't be able to do what it has to do. Until you input the battery, then you see that the lights of the plane will show. It can move forward, and toy ones can move backwards, and all of that. Many of us have the gifts. You know why? Because God said so. We will read that in Ephesians chapter 4. He said he has given every man, every man, the only reason why you might still be where you are is because you are, you are, you are, you are, you are comparing, thinking that you are less gifted than someone else. You've forgotten that you also have your own special abilities. Amen. So, yes, traits can be passed on. Talking about character. So when you train and you raise your children very well, that same life, that same character can be passed on. It can be passed on. So raise your children well. Tell anybody about raise your children well. Raise your children very well. You have to raise them very, very, very well. Because it can be passed on. So there's another aspect. Impartation. As a result of the laying on of hands. as a result of the laying on of hands. So Paul said, I put you into remembrance that you should serve the gift of God which is in thee by the laying on of my hands. I remember where he started from. He started from his grandmother, came to his mother, came to him and was assuring him that you have all these qualities. He said, put the gift on fire. Set ablaze. Is that stir up the gate? Many of us sometimes we think just a knowledge of the gift. There are so many people gifted in this world. The other time I think I mentioned a few. There are so many people extreme, like 
when you see, you see that this is a gift, like this is a gift. I don't know how this happens. And then men of such level of giftedness, men of such spiritual capacity, easily forget what manner of man they are. Maybe, maybe it's just scripture. Because the moment you shift away from the source, and now other things become your source of supply, you drift. And you can drift to the point that you don't even remember that you had the special gift, the atmosphere. Association. Hallelujah. So if you want to see your gift grow, if you want to see your your gift mature to a certain dimension, you must have the right atmosphere, you must have the right association. The association is part of the creating the atmosphere. The other ones are the basic ones you know, the individual ones you know. But the one you associate with a lot affects the way your gifts become. I'm praying to who tell me that when they come close to me, it's like they realize that they become shopping. Like their gifts just become shopping. Why? Because it is an atmosphere. I don't know whether you get it. Like it's an atmosphere. Atmosphere is concentrated with kingdom mindset. That was is concentrated with living for the Lord, serving the Lord, giving yourself. So if you come there all of a sudden, and I'm not necessarily even talk about this, but then just my presence or appearance alone can cause you can cause you to remember. Just as he was telling him, like, remember. Remember the gift that was in you. As a result of the laying on of my hands. So many people are gifted. So sometimes when you see, sometimes you see men of God talking about, oh, okay, you you have to come for a reef wedding. They try to say reef wedding. It's not that they are trying to, like, be your source or something but it's more of like to create that constant desire like that challenge in your spirit that there is always more because the moment you think that you have arrived that's when you begin to fall you see you begin to fall from wherever you are so the right atmosphere so if you're seeing a decline in your giftedness or not necessarily even a, a decline, but then you are saying that how often you used to operate in a particular way in terms of ministry, in terms of desire for God, in terms of desire for God's word. Just ask yourself, who have I associated with these few weeks? You might say that, oh, I have not really associated with anyone. I'll say that still look true. And ask yourself, what has been the greatest occupier of your time. 
occupy your time most. It's also what an atmosphere that is created. It's an atmosphere that is created. So when you have the right people with the right mindset around you, it shapes the way you think. It sharpens your gift. It puts you into constant remembrance. the ways also that can cause a decline in your gift is the entertainment of dormancy. Hallelujah. Entertainment of dormancy. So you can decide to be dormant when you are dormant for a while. How many of you have seen phones that have gone off prior? Like, and then they think that they have to kick their phone. Or sometimes you have to put it on charge for a very long time before even one person will come. How many of you have seen something like that? That's what dormancy is like. Let me, let me take you back. Okay, so gone were the days. You can, as I'm teaching you, you'll see present day life realities. So gone were the days when, let's say, you had so much passion for God. And we thought it was easier because, okay, you are around. Maybe you were on campus. We were on Codipo campus or Legon campus or whichever campus that you were. So it was easier to serve God. But the time will come around. So it'll be easier. I remember those days. I moved from here. Then, like, I moved from here, I think, from Friday or so. Because I come from Friday prayer service at the point on Legon campus. Then I'll stay there for Saturday and then Sunday. So it was it was easy. Somebody will call you and come. That was a atmosphere. You were coming. You feel that it is closer. But then along the along the way after campus, you realize that many become dormant. And the reason why you might not have become dormant is because of your activeness. So, for instance, who played the drum? Who come and set the, the place up for you? So, because you are engaged in some of these activities, you feel entitled to this particular thing. You know that you'll be held responsible. You have to run it like it's like when you have made a CEO of an organization like you have to run the organization you must move the organization forward so it places you in that place of responsibility then you you force your way so that's what is making the difference that's the reason why Pastor Kwame can drive all the way from Sprintex that's the reason why Pastor Israel can move all the way from Ablekuma to come and ensure that things should be done. It's very, very inconvenient. You can, I don't know, maybe because they've done it and they are, they are, their body is used to, but anybody that sees it, sees it as strange. For instance, maybe you telling someone, oh, I move all the way from Lakeside to Kolebu for church. It's like, it's like, what is it? Even without traffic, you have to drive 
stop one hour, like 10 minutes before you get here without traffic. That's smooth, like driving very, very high speed. It doesn't make sense. Why would you waste so much fuel to come? Well, Pastor Pablo, come. You'll be here Saturday to ensure that it's done. Then Sunday, it's like moving, going back, moving, going back. Like four rounds. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're paying for Uber, it's like, let's say, 70 cities times four, 100 cities times four. Within a short while. Why? It is the heart. He has nurtured the heart in the right atmosphere. With the right association. Do you understand? With the right, the right association. Many of you might not have cultivated certain desires or passions for certain things. we go for missions far why we save those people around and we finish saving but you know some of the thoughts that will come to you just to make you feel relaxed in your we've already finished winning the people around Accra <laughs> and you want to go this far you don't understand your heart is different your heart your heart is has been in a certain wrong atmosphere for a while. When you become kingdom-minded, you realize the need for these things, as in how we need to treat these things with agency. Many of the things we do, it doesn't make sense to people, no. It doesn't make sense to people. are trans transmitted to individuals and what we can do remembrance remembrance and then conviction remember that these things are in you be convinced that these things are in you I am capable of doing it I am capable of doing it I think many of us have suppressed are shining or our influence because the first response that we give to the Lord is that how can this be oh Lord I am not ready Lord let me chase after my things my other things I told you the other time that God can change your life within a twinkle of an eye are real like you know when you try to do mathematical calculations it seems so impossible because if God says I'll bless you I'll make you shine tomorrow by this time well tell me how how you are going to believe it it looks impossible right like how 
tomorrow by this time don't be fooled when we all know that there's war when we all know that like no food around those how, how possible like even where's the food going to come from you see the man was being real like you know like how we sound when we are talking to let's be let's be real you know he was was being real the professor tomorrow by this time in this particular era we find a lot of christians like that uh, soldier or how do you call it uh, they're in charge we are like that man that even if god will come down i won't believe what you are saying you know they are just being real with you right? and that, that that is what is happening to most of us and because of that our progress our prosperity has become so dependent on us but if you are going to look at the structure of things the divine order of things god made a garden it was a beautiful garden you know what it takes to set up a garden you have an idea of what it takes to set up a garden god asks you know why the event center is charged like that because maintaining a garden alone water supply you are you are heading into farming and all this thing water supply one pump one pump and imagine the pathways of waters that has to be created with decorations with all sort of fruits and things rising up like i mean what a great designer god made all these things as provision for adam and made him charge over these things added power and God made him to be so independent even though he was made dependent hallelujah dependent because actually God supplied all his needs so his dependence was actually based on the provision of God you get it so can we trust god with this is the reason why maybe you are not a millionaire is the reason why maybe you have not gotten to the level of success because, because you are you are thinking in another way you, you can't trust god you quote oh our god that will bless us with all all his sufficiency and all that oh that our god our provider god is my shepherd give us this day our daily bread As you're saying this, thing, you don't even believe them. Just like how we used to go to school, we just pray the Lord's Prayer. Today we say the Lord's Prayer, the next day we say Psalm 23. Right. Yeah, we have been doing that school. It's a, it's a good, it's a good thing. Like, the scriptures. But we just say it like after that, I believe some of us will not be able to even explain what we have been we have been saying. And because we have not been saying for a while, many of us have forgotten to. Uh, but <laughs> are we here so my greatest concern is about the fulfillment of our divine calling I told you first and foremost is a divine appointment it's a divine election 
says that you are elected according to the foreknowledge. I explained to the foreknowledge. The actual Greek word is prognosis. Hallelujah. So God elected you or God divinely appointed you based on his prediction. What you call, how do I call it? Like God sitting down and all things are before him from the past to the present. And he declares that all these things is good and is working together for your good. And the end of it all is beauty. The end of it all is what glorification. Because that those he foreknew, what did he do? He called. So foreknowledge. He called. Those he called, what did he do? He justified. And those he justified, what did he do? He glorified. So the end of it all. The end of it all is to be a revelation of him just as he is. Because inherently, genetically, that is what we are. But then, what we need to stay up spiritually is the dominance of these things. We must allow these spiritual traits or these things, these seeds, we call them seeds. The seed of God. We must be committed to these things. Are you here with me? So let's read Ephesians chapter 4. We might go back to our Timothy and then. You let's 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 read it, read it, Timothy. I started with that. Okay. So second Timothy one verse uh verse six or verse five. It's a what I call to remember is the unfeigned faith that is in thee which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee, by the putting on of my hands. By the putting on of my hands. Many of you, hands have been laid upon you. Hallelujah. And whenever hands are laid upon, there is a transference of anointing. Say transference. Transference. It's like an anointing is communicated to you. When you look through the Bible, that thing is there. Blessings are transmitted through the laying of hands. Abilities transmitted. Anointed transmitted. Atmospheres, the right atmosphere alone just even transmits a similar motion. So, whether hands have been laid, whether you are in the right atmosphere, you should know that there is an impartation somewhere. Hallelujah. So, I put you into remembrance that allow these things 
to dominantly express themselves and let them express themselves. And then all the other traits that are negative, it should be taken out, should be excised out of the place. We shouldn't even give it uh, a recessive treat. You, you get it. That means it is there. Maybe in the future, if you go and express yourself in, no. you take it out. Today, we are doing molecular biology. Yeah. <laughs> you take it out. <laughs> There's something like that you can take. That's why you can see that in science, biotechnology, they're able to able to maneuver their ways and then be able to take certain traits out of out of animals you're also by the way to create a zebra without how do we call it the stripes or they were able to create a cat with some strange eyes or something why because they were able to find what to knock out or what to knock in hallelujah do, do, do you understand Many of the things that we are learning, we are, it's just like on the surface of what actual spirituality is. You see, we are just having glimpses of it. Then we apply them in our, in our lives here, then it helps. It helps us. But spiritually speaking, God is saying that take these things out. Take them out. The traits of the flesh. Take them out. That comes along with the works of the flesh. Take them out and let love dominate. Let love rule. And it dominates by what? Yieldedness to the Spirit of God. Because He is the Spirit of love. And He's the one that sheds the love of God in our hearts. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. Okay. So, for God, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou still have the gift of God, which is in thee, by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of sound mind. Apart from these three things, do you think you need anything else in the, I mean, if, 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 if you sit down meditatively, is that God has not given unto us the spirit of fear. What, what was the major problem of, of, of this world? Do you know it is fear? One of the biggest problems. In fact, even all the days of the lives of the people from people of old that lived, their, their greatest fear was fear. That was their greatest fear. Like, they were, they were fear. So will I die? It's the reason why Jesus came. So, when you read and read, he read it, the Bible talks about the essence of this salvation. He calls it a holy calling. You get it? And, and this holy calling didn't just leave us there, but it brings life and immortality to light. The revelation I was trying to speak about last week, which up till now, the church has not been able to still grasp because all the days of the pre-church era, like the Old Testament era, Christ era, like they were all living in fear. So he came, one of the reasons why he came so that we will be delivered from this fear. 
that we know that there is hope. And now we are able to convince ourselves of the hope of the resurrection. Do you get it? So, but the, 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 the greatest weakness of man has been fear. So someone can have so much money, he does not know when his life will end. Actually, the reality of many spiritual experiences is this. People die and because they are so attached to their earthly, how do I call it, they are not able to accept. Maybe I have to take time to theologically teach these things. They are not able to accept because, you know, when you die, Bible calls uh, is appointed as it is appointed the man wants to die. Then after that judgment, I've explained to you that that judgment word is actually separations. Hallelujah. So when you die, it's that like you are separated. Jesus spoke about that was a man after he died separation. Then another one separations like different different scenarios where you can see separations. So we know that the worlds were made. Hallelujah. Separations. And I think the basic uh, fundamental Christian doctrine will just speak about maybe three worlds, the earth, then the world below, then the world would above maybe three dimensions. But in actual, in realities, uh, there are worlds beyond even our physical universe. I mean, you can't restrict it. You can see worlds that looks like the earth. You can see others that look like themselves, others that look like red planets. I mean, your basic, your basic uh, astronomy that you you learned. I used to love a lot of astronomy, astrology books when I was not the divination astrology. I mean, the scientific astrology. I used to go to libraries, read about galaxies, read about those things. So I really love things about stars and. And those things. Anytime I go to the library, those are the things that I look at. And the beauty of them alone tells you that, ah, so if the physical has all these dimensions, how much more the spiritual? Yeah. So, but we are just classifying to just uh, three things or two things, heaven, hell, and all that. Yes. So there are different, different realms of existences and some people they are so deeply inclined they are unprepared and they cannot be able to relate with the realms of the spirit or the realms that are about dimensions about because the life there is way beyond what they can actually want stand it will be too much for them so they happen to find themselves in planes of existence that looks like here or place of existence that looks a little bit worse off or maybe a little higher just as it was described so there was a certain man so it looks like as if same world but then you can see that Lazarus was somewhere and then a place that was described as a place that was what better and then the rich man was also somewhere this is just to give you a little idea. Just a little idea. 
what happened. So, you can see the desires of the rich man, his attitude, his character, the way he maltreated people, the way, like, I mean, you can, you can, you can look at it and then you can see where it leads to a place that is less better or a place that you do not want. Comparatively, you would want the place where the poor man was. Hallelujah. Many people would not even believe this until they experience it. After they experience that, hey, there are levels. So, mm, there are levels. You see. So, if you are so bound, if you are so attached to your, to your, how do you call it, my riches, my, all the money in my bank account, so as you, as you are going, like, <laughs> when the golden picture is broken, when the silver cord is broken, how? Like, hey, okay, I don't want to go far. Let me, let me be here. Hope, like, your hope is in what? Things that perish. Things without what? Value. Is the reason why Solomon would tell you that this vanity. Are you here with me? Vanity, vanity, vanity. I'm not saying you shouldn't get rich, but get rich with a purpose. Hallelujah. There should be a purpose for your riches. Some people said, okay, I want to be rich so that I make a name for myself. You're so attached to your riches that your riches can save millions. Your riches can save people a million people that are <laughs> do you know i think i've before there you've heard about the congo basin you've heard about certain parts of ghana even how there are no roads to certain parts of ghana can feed us all certain parts of congo can can feed the entire world if we can have what good access roads roads and, and this things can be done can't it be done don't you think that one person one person can just decide okay ah this whole anger problem in the world how much is it let's let's let me construct the roads let's lay you see man is greedy you see so even though such a man would want to do such a thing but the men that he'll be doing that thing with, everybody would want to have their share. So even if he dedicates, okay, go, let's use $100 million for that. In the long run, a few pictures will be taken of a few orphanages. And maybe one structure built as evidence of projects being done. Then a few farm projects showed, which can be done with maybe a million dollars. The rest of the 99 will go into the pockets of what? Everybody will be silenced. True what? Little token. Man. So is the reason like is the is is is, is the reason for most of the corruption that we are seeing. Because everybody will want to have their share. But as I'm preaching this, you I hope you won't find yourself in a situation where you would also want to take your share. 
as it's so possible these are things that we are going to leave behind sometimes we get too drunk about it we get too troubled about certain things having to see people building house and when they are about to finish their house and they die and go no, I, I, I want you to think so that when, when your heart, you can work on your heart that, I'm not saying you shouldn't build your, build your houses. You know, I've seen, I've seen it, like all your toil, all the, that's like, okay, I'm making it. People might even see you as a mentor and all that. You do all these things and you yourself, maybe you even starved yourself to make this thing happen and then, at the end of it all, you did not even live to see the roof of all that you have built. I mean, you heard of stories, people that are working outside, then they send me money, build me a house in Nigeria, build me a house, send money to family members in Ghana. And then they come back and then they come and meet what? And cook. Oh. Is this is this the money that I was sending? Make now wicked. That's why we need more people that are like you in this world. Maybe the world will become a better place. It has to. You said you and him will change what the world. These people did not think about what they would have to eat. They not think like they, they were just thinking about sending the Lord to every corner of the world, and it was working at the expense of their lives. See the passion. Why wouldn't God give them a certain place of honor in the heavenlies? Why? Because what they were willing to sacrifice, what they were willing to let go. You know, it became it's a painful thing. It's a painful thing. Realistically, look at it. Why would they at a point begin to question? So we have been with you. We have worked with you all this while. No, it, it, so what do you think will make a man working with Jesus then to, to even have the boldness to ask Master, we have followed you. We have followed you all this while. You know why? Because the experience was like your present day experience at the workplace, most of you. Do you understand? It's like you wish your company could do better. I worked all this while. For 10 years, I did not have anything to show. I don't have 4,000 cities in my account. So I, I don't even have 10,000 cities in my account. You work for 10 years. You know, if you have thousands of cities, you don't have anything you can, you can, you can boost up. You don't even have a piece of land, like nothing to show. They walk with the master for a while and they realize, ah, we could have been doing our businesses and we might flourish. But this master called us. Hmm. You see, every man thinks about what they will get. Because it is, it is needful. Sometimes, you know, when I'm passing, 
by the roadside and then you see this old man trying to fill the potholes and and so that they would get something small sometimes i wonder so it's a, it's a need it, it's, a, it's a necessity because if if they do not get a place to eat a place to sleep later you call them yakagom like you call them like good for nothing Somebody might even say that, oh, this guy, when he was going, he had money, but he spent all his money on, on trying to support people. He never built anything for himself. You heard people say some of these silly things. Yeah. Like it's, and it will be as, as so, all oh, many, many of these experiences, since you cannot reverse, you cannot go back and become young and then change your mind that you won't help anybody. But that is how the world thinks. That is how the world thinks. We have followed you. We have walked with you. We have left our children. See how serious it was. He said, we have left our children. We have left our family. You know those days, these days, when you are trying to serve God, many of you might have gone through that. Your parents will be warning you, ah, what is this about this ministry? Who is this young man that you are following? You have to follow someone that is... I mean... <laughs> you know that thing. You can, you can imagine when the parents of the disciples said, ah, baby boy, are you not even bigger than this guy? Or are you not age me? Like, why, why are you following this guy because your parents had the mindset that oh they will go to a church that they are younger than they, that they are they are older than and they keep on saying that and sometimes it has been that trait has been transmitted so when it gets back to you mm, i'll go to a church that i am what jesus when he came and he was doing ministry and the people were following him what do you think the people would have said Probably it was one of the reasons why the many, many did not receive him in his place. We know him. We, we know you here. And they missed the time of their visitation. Many of us, are, our blessings are really packaged right before us. But because of how we receive these things, we do not give full attention to these things. So they said, what will we get? So, you see, things will come your way to distract you from the calling, from pursuing the call. And we have seen it. Sometimes it's even very funny. Hey, as we are followed by someone, will we even get married? <laughs> One of the, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Where would they do their wedding? Where would they do like <laughs> very, very funny things? Imagine people asking, ah, Jesus is, is was was Jesus married? Like, ah, is Jesus going the one going to officiate your <laughs> blessing of marriage? But he's not married. <laughs> it's the same thing that they are doing. Hallelujah. It's the same thing. Jesus went through the same thing. And at the point today, they all ask, Jesus, what are we going to get? Some of us, we have left our wives, we have left our family, our children, we've left our jobs, we have fallen, what will we get? 
Jesus promised them. Well, brethren, I believe some were fulfilled, some they might not have really seen that because it was full of uh, always on the run. Running for your life and at the same time trying to preach the gospel. But he did not leave them comfortless. Hallelujah. You need to have something that you stand for. Be convinced about certain things. Or else you won't do much for the kingdom. Or else you you'll be so self-conscious. You'll be so conscious about yourself to the point that you would neglect your calling. You would neglect your ministry. You see, the way to fulfill your ministry is to keep yourself constant remembrance. I put you in remembrance. So, Bukobi, if you forget, if you're not in constant remembrance of your calling, you forget. You, now, at the point you feel, e, you look at yourself, is that how I will be? Now, so we could be. Hmm? When it happens, like sometimes when the pastors themselves get frustrated, and now they have to to programs like that. Oh Lord, now so we go there. You see, it's like now, now we have to now tailor the the messages in that line because everybody's thinking about how to live. So that we organize the programs. Today we are breaking what. Tomorrow we are losing. Tomorrow, overcoming. Tomorrow, what? More than conquering. Tomorrow, what? Restoration. Tomorrow, I breathe. Oh. And it is, and it is the same thing, like the same thing from, by God's grace, some people catch the revelation of it, they get, Breakthrough, but some people have been doing this for a long time. Somebody told me, Sir, man of God, what you're saying, I understand. But me, my father is a pastor. We forward, I have done all these things that you are talking about. I've experienced any of those miracles that you're talking about. A pastor's daughter. She's beginning to doubt. I've not experienced any of those things. So do you know what you need? You need the gospel. Because you're not the first person doing overcomers this thing, more than conquest, more than this, and everything is about how your life will become better. And you've gone for these programs for like 20 to 30 years of your life, and you've still not seen the change. It should tell you that you should go back to the gospel. But that is the power of God. Hallelujah. Oh, because if we are preaching the gospel, people will come. So you have to you have to tailor the messages towards the desires of the word of the people. There is so much provision in the gospel. There's so much provision. There's provision in the gospel. For God has 
the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Be no doubt, therefore, be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord Jesus. I told that this is very similar to Romans 1, 18 there. It says, be not therefore ashamed of the testimony. Be not ashamed of the gospel. Of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. This thing doesn't sound well, eh? It's a be thou partaker of the afflictions. It's talking about the hardships, the sufferings, the challenges of the gospel according to the power of God. Afflictions according to the power of God. He said, Who had saved us? Now he's revealing your purpose here. Who had saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose? Say, I've been called according to his own purpose. And grace which was given us in Christ Jesus. So, all the things that we are seeing here, it's according to God's foreknowledge. Like before the world began, foreknowledge, predestined. Like, consider those words, predestined, foreknowledge, before the world began. Like, before the world, where were you? The only place you were in Him. That's the only thing that you can say because out of Him came all things. You see, before the world began, there was a plan for the ages and this truth is supposed to liberate he has not given to you one fear but rather love power somehow when you have this three you are free because that's the power of the gospel like you are free if you know if you do not express fear that means love is at work, faith is at work, hope is at work, sound mind is at work, discipline is at work. Who wouldn't do well with these qualities? I always say that in this part of our world, we have a greater advantage because we don't find ourselves in very highly persecuted times. This should make us raw with the gospel. This should make us raw with the gospel. How a lion will We should be raw with the gospel. We have to roar. The last portion of the scripture. But it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior. By the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who had abolished death and had brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Maybe this revelation for another time. But he has abolished death. And this was the greatest fear of all men. You know why that was the greatest fear of all men? Because from the beginning, 
the consequences of sin was there. And now the gift of what? The gift of God is this eternal life that we have received. The gospel. There's so much revelation in here. Bringing life and immortality to light. Making it plain before our eyes. There's things that I like to talk about, a lot about intentions and all that. The reason why I begin to talk about that is that it puts a lot of things in perspective. So that you know where you are when you are pursuing things. So you know that you are on God's mind and God is watching. Because all that we are living for is for the gospel that we are not ashamed of the testimony of the Lord Jesus. Touch your chest and ask yourself, Am I really living for the gospel? Am I really living for the gospel? Am I really living for the gospel? Answer yourself right now, like do a quick assessment. Answer yourself. Am I really living for the gospel? Well, in this country, you can see there's a question mark somewhere. Oh, there's no question mark. There's a question mark somewhere. That's what they live for. They give their lives for it. You are not giving your life, you are even combining. <laughs> but I want you to trust God with other things. Because God wants you to live by revelation god wants you to live by light and when you live by light you understand that he becomes your source he's the supplier of all our needs you see the kind of support we need for the advancement of it is not your little work kind of support what can it do? Your 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 five hundred cities contribution. The last time, how much is it worth now? The cement that I used to buy that how do we call it? I think I had I had one preacher within the week talking about someone complaining in the US. And they are saying that the building materials things have also increased. And now houses are costing like three times what they what they used to cost. And all that. It has no value. So the kind of person we are looking for, we appreciate the little little ones, yes. But I wanted to trust God. You have to trust God. Hello. You have to trust God. Convert your salary to dollars. If your salary is five hundred, see this. 
is saying up to hundred dollars now. Hundred dollars now is how much? Thousand five. If your salary is thousand, it's nothing. So why can't you trust God for these things? Can we trust God for them? Yes, sir. I pray that the Lord will supply all your needs in the name of Jesus. Let's believe God. Let's trust God for these things. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. Remember where we read it spoke about the prisoner. He said he hopes that we will not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord Jesus and he a prisoner of the Lord. Thank you. He is called a prisoner. A prisoner that he doesn't have what? His own desires. Your, your desires, they control the time you sleep, the time you wake up, the time you even eat. He said he's the prisoner of the law. I beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. I told you, I mentioned the fact that your calling is a holy calling. It's a holy word calling. It's a divine appointment. It's a divine election. And it's according to the foreknowledge or the prognosis of the Father. And the purpose of it all is that it's unto good works. It's unto perfection. It's unto glorification. Hallelujah. The end of it all is the full revelation. Lord Jesus. Full revelation of the Lord Jesus. So now, you said, if I ask you what is your vocation, what will you say? Your vocation or your profession. But as you say, oh, you're a doctor. Oh, you're a scientist. Oh, you're a trader. Oh, you're a soldier. You're a physiotherapist. You're a marine scientist. He didn't call any of those things. Your vocation. He said that you walk worthy of the vocation. So say the vocation. Wherewith ye are called. The vocation wherewith. So true calling is the holy calling. The other things here, it just brings you into a space where you can have impact on your world we call it your world or your environment or your ethnos understand like where you have your sphere of influence so you might find yourself doing a particular vocation and all that as a better world standard but your true vocation is the calling where we have been called and bible says that you should walk worthy of the vocation. 
endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond in the bond of peace let's get started We've seen so much about our purpose. We've heard so much about the holy calling. We've heard about the purpose, about a holy calling. Your true vocation is not what you are professing, what you say you are in your profession. Your true profession is not your profession. Hello. Our profession is our faith. The profession of our faith, which is the Lord Jesus. Now the vocation wherewith ye are called. Not many will come to the light of this truth because the world has its path of purpose. They have their own path of purpose. But we are talking about purpose within the kingdom. within the kingdom how your life can become relevant to the kingdom your vocation is not your vocation you are not just a student you are not just a lecturer you are not just a teacher your vocation is your call your vocation so live worthy of your calling. Live worthy of your calling. And hand over all your needs to the Lord. Because what we need to achieve this calling is not what you are getting from your from what you call your vocation. The true vocation that God has called us to come with its own abundant supply is from the Lord our provider. set aside for the master's use 
Lord, make me a vessel of honor. A worthy vessel. Make me a worthy vessel. Lord, renew my intentions. Refine my intentions concerning your supply. Lord, change my heart. Change my heart the way I see things, the way I perceive things. Lord, give me another perspective or revelation of your supply. Lord, I need this revelation of your supply. So that I can live my life for you. So that I can pour out my life for you. Because you poured out yours for us. Lord, insight into our true vocation. Insight into our true vocation. Insight into our true vocation. That we will live worthy of our calling. That we will respond positively to this holy calling. Understanding your supply. Understanding your supply for this vocation. Living worthy of this calling. Thank you, Jesus.
things that we have had, they are things worth living for. Things worth dying for. That we will reveal in, in all things. As you go back, think about these things. Ask the Lord to refine your memories. To you the spirit of remembrance of his callings, his gifts, his impartations in us. Unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. This is God's gift, blessing to all of us. I pray that God reveals these things to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.